0: live edition of stuck in my mind podcast i am your host w-i-z-e i have a very special guest he's known as the learning coach welcome to the show greg goodhart thanks so much for having me i appreciate it oh the pleasure's all mine i love to always have someone i can i know I'm, this is gonna be a great conversation i was reading your bio and so i'm excited i'm really excited
1: cool
0: all right so let's just jump right into it yeah so uh, let me i should have muted That. hold on Yes, I forgot to cut off my phone, people. It happens. Things happen. All right. So why are we not taught how learning works in school? And especially when we're young, that's when we're most. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I'll start with this. The evidence that we're not taught is that we believe that everyone can try. And some people get A's, some people get D's. Bless their hearts they tried. And you know, people try, they just don't get it. Some have a math brain, some have it. This stuff just isn't true. The whole idea of talent is a huge, huge misunderstanding, huge. And what it is is it identifies the mystery um, that we have. How do we get good at stuff? We don't know how people get really good at stuff. So there must be some magical element which we can't define, no one can define it. They can tell you what it looks like when it appears but they cannot tell you Oh yeah, you have extra neurons in this part of your brain, or there's something in your shoulder. No, no one knows what it is. And so when we look at and, and this this uh, trickles down into sixth grade, fourth grade, first grade, as well, they can try, but some kids have different abilities. Sure, you have different abilities. The ones you've developed, whether you realize it or not, and the ones that you don't have ability are the ones you have not developed, and frankly. In a large way, and I was part of the teaching system for a long time, in a large way, that's because of the way teaching works. So to get directly to your question, why are we not taught this in school? The overall answer is this. The answers to all this stuff are in cognitive and behavioral neuroscience and psychology. I have degrees in music, I do not have degrees in science. So if everyone says, oh my gosh, that sounds complicated. I'm with you, I know it sounds complicated. It took me forever just to learn how to read the most basic studies. And maybe we'll get there later how I eventually got to that and just had to persevere and figure this stuff out. And had lucky I was lucky enough to have classrooms in which I could try this stuff to see what worked. And that became my lab. So the answers are in cognitive science. And the truth is that our schools of education, where our teachers are taught, right? So you have a university and you have your school of education over here, are siloed, cut off, walled from our schools of cognitive science. We do not teach it. We'll teach a little piece of it here, a little piece of it there. If you go into music or history or math education, you'll find studies related to math or something like that. That's not what we want to be studying. We want to be studying how people learn, period, and then take that template to math or science or music or wherever. When you start doing that, it works in such a way that talent doesn't matter if it even exists at all. The problem is, and one of the reasons we've had such a hard time adopting it is because, first, it's really weird. It looks way different than what – I'll give you a quick example. We've probably all spent some time studying for tests in which we continually read things over and over or repeat. You know, we got to learn the Bill of Rights. One is the freedom of speech. Two is uh, is uh, uh, bare arms. Three is uh, quartering soldiers in private homes. And you okay, well, I'm going to memorize that. Then I'm going to do it again. Then I'm going to see, and then I'm going to do it again. That is the worst way to memorize things. At best, you'll get a short-term pop for far too much effort. That's the old cramming to pass the test. You could do it in far less time by studying something once, then putting a period of forgetting in between, And as your brain starts to let go of it, then remind it. It's called retrieval practice. That each time you remind it will be hard. It will make it look like you haven't learned. If you mass rep something, do it over and over, it'll look like you're getting better because it's all present in your working memory. It's not gonna be there tomorrow. You gotta get it into your long-term memory. And our schools, the one thing they can do somewhat well is get stuff into your long-term memory. We're terrible at getting stuff back out of our long-term memories terrible. It's called retrieval practice. So this, and this is one of many, many, many super unusual things that go totally against the grain of, well, I don't want to say what we're taught in school because we are not taught how to learn in school. We're taught what to learn. Then we're all sent home to figure out how to do it on our own. Now combine that with the fact that we're not being told about the cognitive science, combine that with the fact that the way this really works is super duper weird, really weird and really discouraging at first than the way we're already taught. So we send everyone home to t- kind of figure out the bad ways we've already learned how to learn. And then we say, oh, well, it's too bad. You got to see, or maybe you should study harder. Does any, has anyone ever gone in to get help in a class where they said, oh my gosh, I need to tell you about retrieval practice. Oh my gosh, you can memorize as much of anything, if you want to talk about this, we can, as much of anything that you want, easy to do. We'll just use the palace technique, then we'll do some retrievals and you'll have the information permanently. And here's, the, here's part of the big deal. Wow, well, who cares if I have the information permanently? I just need to pass the test tomorrow. You know why the class keeps getting harder and harder and more boring and more boring? Because you're having trouble following along because you haven't internalized the previous lessons. Each lesson is built upon understanding of the previous lesson. You know where this is worse? Worst, performing arts and math. Hmm, the two places we think we need talent to do well because the the, the next step becomes exceedingly more difficult if you have not mastered the previous step. And guess what? 90% on a test is not mastery, not even close. So we call it a good grade, we wonder why we struggle. So you do want to retain this stuff and it can be done in less time. It'll take longer in terms of days, but far less in terms of how much effort you put into it each day, far less, like 90% less and you'll be better off in the long run. And there's easy ways to teach it from the very beginning and we should be doing this starting in probably first grade maybe earlier.
0: So what's one, one of the first steps to teaching someone how to, to start doing it?
1: Okay, so the, the big thing, so learning is basically an ecosystem. That's what I've come to discover. And it's all these things I kind of picture them as a circle, learning's in the middle, and they're all kind of around it. And they are, you know, things like mindset. Maybe we've heard of flow, maybe we've heard of growth mindset and fixed mindset which is, by the way, watered down and grossly misinterpreted in our school system. Mindset isn't a feel-good pat on the back. It's a real thing that has evidence behind it that you can give the students the evidence so they really. Anyway, check, <laughs> digress. Um, it's retrieval practice. It's contextual interference. And each of these are huge and have a bunch of things underneath it. The big overarching thing, the first thing we need to understand, perhaps you may have heard of the 10,000-hour rule right? 10,000 hours. To master something, yeah. Right, to create. Well, first, just this came from the first time we heard of the, the principle of deliberate practice. The first time was in 1993 in a study called The Role of Deliberate Practice in the Acquisition of Expert Performance uh, by researchers K, researcher K. Anders Ericsson and his team. And they've done a ton of work since then. And we may have heard of this, Okay, well, deliberate practice, 10,000 hours. Well, the 10,000 hour thing was completely fabricated by Malcolm Gladwell in the book Outliers. It was there to sell books. You can read Erickson talk about it in his book, Peak. Okay, the 10,000 hour was a point along the way. It was not mastery, but nice round numbers, sell books. And that's what that was. Now, Erickson did say something about that in his book. He said, I'm fine with it, even though it's inaccurate, because it gives the right message. It's not gonna happen in a month or a week or three weeks or a year, or five years, or a 1,000, or 5,000 hours. If you know the number 10,000, that's good enough. I should add, we're talking about mastery here. Passing your next math test isn't mastering math. You don't have to worry about it. The point is, is, if this is the work you do to get to mastery, then far less of it, but the same type, will work to get an A on your math test, or will work so that you work well enough so that you're first in line for the promotion at work. Or whatever it is you want to do, because this is a true statement. How successful we are at anything we wish to do in life will be determined for the vast most part by how well we learn to do that thing. That is how powerful learning really is. So the idea of deliberate practice, the one problem, there's no problem with deliberate practice. The One problem with the way we think and talk about it is no one can seem to learn how to actually do it. You get all this advice. Look for great. Mia Hamm says, just keep upping your competition. And we hear the stories of Michael Jordan being turned on by his his basketball team, his high school team, and he's going to do this. We get all these piecemeal stories. We read books, good books about deliberate practice, like Anders Ericsson's book or the wonderful, great book that I think every human should read called Talent is Overrated by Jeff Colvin. Wonderful stuff, and we still don't get it. And so when I started understanding deliberate practice, and I was still teaching in the high school classroom, I said, I gotta teach this to people. I gotta be able to get people to get this right away. And when you're a teacher, if you're good at what you do, if you know what you're doing, you always do something I call meeting the students where they are at. That is, do you know this? No. Then do you know this? No. You go all the way down to you find what they know and build up. The example I use is you write to be or not to be on the board. This is Shakespeare. Do you know what Shakespeare is? No. Do you know what that sentence says? No. Do you know what a word is? No. Do you know what the alphabet is? No. We'll start with the alphabet and then we'll talk about Shakespeare later. Whenever we get there, you have to meet people where they're at. So how do you teach this? What can be a kind of complex process to people? Quick, interesting story. Anders Ericsson was at Florida State University. Um, he taught at a couple of different places and he was there when I happened to be going there for a few days to do some lectures and other things. And so I got up my courage and sent him an email. You know, he's he's the man. And um He was kind enough to respond and show up to one of my lectures. It was one of the ones in a smaller classroom. So we had a full classroom, but it was, you know, college-sized classroom, whatever. And I'm about to put the slide up that shows what I'm going to show you, which basically boils all his work down into a three-step process. And I think I'm all clever. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's sitting right there, and I've never showed it to him. Oh, crap.
0: Well, you showed it to him there.
1: Well, I had no choice. You do not know the fear that I felt at that moment. Oh my god. And, and I remember right, what does your mind do at that point? It goes, how do I get out of it? How do I get out of it? Like, there's no possible way. I, I'm like at the and so I clicked. He was fine with it, thank goodness. We talked later, but so anyway, uh, here's how you do it. Whenever you do something, do it this way. I believe we're on video. Yes, make a plan. Do the thing. And then here's the part everyone leaves out right here. Reflect on what you just did. What was good? What could I do better? Do mistakes make you angry? When you make a mistake, do you get upset and think you have a problem? Game over. Mistakes are your friends. They tell you what you need to work on. They are not. They, when you make a mistake, it's not because you are a mistake. It's because oh, you made so you learn. Yeah. mistakes. Okay. and unless you're willing to learn from that because you yeah. will make mistakes there's no one in history ever who has ever lived who's gotten good who's gotten good at everything anything without making a lot of mistakes
0: so I, I had a guest on a couple of weeks ago um and she does an audio podcast and she goes oh man she she goes i commend you for doing video oh, i can i can never i can't do video i'm not ready for video i'm waiting for the time to be perfect i don't want to make no mistakes. And I cut her right there, and I say, "Stop!" I'm like, "That's that's the mistake right there. Absolutely. You're you're not by you not attempting to do the the videos. How are you gonna learn when when you when the mistakes happen? Especially if you're going to be perfect, because it's never gonna be perfect. That's so right. Things are gonna happen. You're gonna have tec- technical difficulties. Something something can go wrong. So there's never gonna be perfect. So for you to wait for perfect, it's never gonna happen because then you're always going to keep waiting. And she was like, "You're absolutely right."
1: She 100%.
0: Cuz if you if I don't practice, if you don't do it, how 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 do you know are what you gonna know? You learn to do it. Yeah, how do, how are you going to know what to do? How do you what do you how do you know what you know if you don't attempt it? Isn't it amazing?
1: I have talked to people from professors at top universities to kids in inner city schools. Everybody starts doing what you're doing. Oh yeah, I know some of this. Now, you're probably better at it than most. You're curious. You've been out thinking about things like this. It's probably why you do a podcast and things like that. Yeah. You're a little bit, you probably noticed, you're a little bit ahead of the game in thinking about this stuff. But everyone has parts of this. Otherwise, we wouldn't learn anything it's when we start getting the yeah. whole ecosystem and putting it together. I mean, when people see this, they go, oh, that's kind of obvious. Then why would I have to show well, it to you? Why aren't
0: we applying it? Why aren't people doing it?
1: Well, and there's a good have- reason for that.
0: Well, so, ab- absolutely because we're not going to get into that right now but we know well, it's, it's how
1: hard it is to reflect
0: it, it takes no, mental energy it's it, it no it's not it's okay yes it is hard to me to me i guess because the way i look at it because i do sit down and reflect on what could i have done to improve it or what could i have done to make it go better or where did i mess up at how do i how do i adjust it to not do that same mistake over again so to me i it, it's Obvious to me why I reflect, and so it, it kind of I, I look at it and I wonder why other people don't find it so simple. Because I look at it and I see it as simple to to be able to reflect and be like, all right, this didn't work out for me this way. So if I do it this way, maybe it might work out for me. So that's why for me whenever when I when I, when, it, when I seen the what you put up and I reflect, I know what it, that's what I when when I do my set up what I'm gonna do. I, I plan it, I execute it and then I, I reflect on where I got it wrong what what mistakes I made how can I improve on what I'm doing and that's what I that's how I do my podcast that's how I build on that. Where could I've improved uh, should I've asked this question? should I've done this it's it's always a reflection of what I'm doing so I feel that's how it helps me improve on each and every show. That's next level M-
1: many many people. Many and people. Hey, I know about it now. I didn't do my schoolwork that way. I certainly didn't.
0: None of us did. That's not how we were taught. That's not what we were exactly. Like, we're like, no, you you got to study hard and, 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 and. Yeah,
1: study how, but
0: <laughs> do a lot of it. Whatever yeah, you're so, doing, just do a lot of it. Yeah, like so it it, it didn't it didn't show you how you had to sit down and and reflect on it. Like mm, yeah, I didn't. So most
1: didn't... people have. I mean, this is why you're next level because most people have at least two problems doing this reflect part. It's a lot easier just to do, and then I'll try this and do, and then without thinking about it. There's two things going on with the reflection. not going to learn. Yeah, absolutely. The yeah. first thing is you have to engage your prefrontal cortex to make you do something you don't want to do, okay? Because you're used to not doing it. The first thing you have to do is called orienting selective attention. That's, hey, you ever ask a kid to take out their garbage on Tuesday night, and all they have to do in the middle of summer is walk it down the driveway? Ah, geez, that's it. A- They're not complaining about walking it down the driveway. They're complaining about having to reorient their selective attention. And you can train this in small bits. That's a whole other story for studying. (laughs) But here's the other one. And we already touched on it. People don't like making mistakes. People can, especially taking responsibility for one's own mistake. First, yeah, we're all too full of pride and all that stuff. But the second thing is, is we think it makes us look stupid to ourselves, even if no one else is there. Who wants to feel stupid? Hey, folks, feel smart when you're smart. Feel stupid when you're stupid, learn where you got to learn, teach where you know stuff. And this isn't that hard. So this whole idea of mistakes, there's a researcher at uh, Stanford named Carol Dweck, the whole concept of mindset, growth mindset and fixed mindset, which if you run into it in school, it's totally watered down. It's not some phony pat on the back encouragement that, yay, we can all do everything we can do, be confident on your test. No, it's showing the proper learning techniques, getting people to learn and perform so that they know from evidence within themselves that the growth mindset is real. That if you believe you can get through something that you'll find a solution by continually doing this. Fortunately, most people get really bent out of shape uh, finding mistakes. Game over. If you can't handle, I make mistakes all the time. And, And I do my best to, and by the way, they make me angry, they make me upset, and that lasts three seconds. I yeah, say, oh, my you gotta, gosh, you're being you gotta let it go. ridiculous.
0: Yeah, you got to let it go. Yeah. It's it, it's, it's funny because it's just like I said, it's just you make those mistakes. And, and and when she told me it has to be perfect, and I'm thinking, no, it's never going to be perfect. That that, is, that doesn't work. It's like, how are you going to know if you really truly are meant to do video? How do you truly know if you're capable of doing it? Well, go out and do it. It's great
1: you advice. Can't just
0: wait. You just can't wait. I'm going gonna to go, you're going to wait for the right, when, when, when is the right moment? You know what is the right moment? Right now is the right moment. And there's do a right safe now.
1: way to do it. There's a yeah. safe way to do it. Sit with the video on without, you know, and get a friend. Hey, I'm going to interview you. We're going to have 10 minutes. And then go back and take a bunch of notes. But And don't and then, expect to get it right the first time. I, I You'll make more po-
0: mistakes. I, I my point. I was like, you can do video. I said, you're doing video right now. You're on a live show. You're doing a live show right now. And you're doing That's well.
1: Right. I didn't even think about that. <laughs>
0: And, it's, and it was like, she's like, you're right. So if, to me, it's that plan. It's just, yeah, plan, do, reflect. To me, that's that's how you have to do it. Because if you don't, yes, you have to plan it. And if you don't implement that plan, like people, who, yeah, they're planning and they plan and they plan it and, and then they don't implement it.
1: You have a lot of teacher in you.
0: And, and, then, if you, and then if you have that planning and then you don't do reflect so sometimes you just they're stuck on one
1: yeah. and sometimes
0: some people are stuck in one sometimes they don't even do the implementing part because that's a lot, that's extra work as well Holy so they don't, and so when it comes down to reflect they don't sometimes they don't even get there but people it, to me like i love and i love talking to people and and and, and asking them and asking questions because i want to know where you're stuck at. Like, I know where I was stuck at. With me, it was my fear of failing. Mm-hmm. But but to me, but I was already failing because I wasn't doing it. And so I I, when, when I finally decided to press record. <laughs> when I finally pressed record and released my podcast, it was like this big rock was lifted off of me. And it showed me that I could, I'm capable of doing it. Like, I, I was just like, oh, I sound horrible. Who's going to want to listen to me? Who's going to want to watch my show? Whatever. And I'm like, man, dude, you're failing already. Because you're, you're not doing it. You're not releasing it. How are you going to know if anybody, you're the only one judging it right now. Release it to everybody else and let them judge it. Let them see if they want to listen to you or not. Luckily, people who have been enjoying, enjoying the show and I've been, I love doing it. To me, being able to share these messages and share these stories with people, is what I'm meant to do. See,
1: you like, get past the fear and you get to the love.
0: Yeah. Because it is really enjoyable
1: once you start getting decent at That's it. True. And you don't have to be an expert yet. Once you start getting decent, it's really enjoyable.
0: Yeah. You, I, I love doing this. This is to me, I found what I'm I'm meant to, I'm, I found my passion. Cool. Like, I, I record three, day, three live shows Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I have three great conversations then Thursdays and Fridays I save it to go maybe be a guest on someone else's show or if I want to do a a special panel or whatever, either way it's, but I, I still work my day, my nine to five and I do this after. And it's to me, it's not work because I love doing it.
1: That's awesome. Speaking. One of the reasons you found this as your passion is believe it or not. Well, I personally believe we're not born with any passion that we find it. But let's let's leave that. That's a personal belief. I, yeah. I cannot I can't prove that. What I can prove in the science is that if you get good at something, it will develop a passion for that. So so I've watched I've trained tons of people to do stuff that they really didn't want to do in the beginning. We can yeah. I got stories if you want them, but that they really didn't want to do. And then when they were forced to start learning and getting good at it, all of a sudden they wanted to do it all the time. So passion can I suspect. There's none inborn. That's my suspicion. <laughs> I know from the science that passion can be created. So maybe you were always meant to be a podcaster, or maybe you started getting good at it, and it started to be a lot more fun because you're good at it. It's no fun to do something if you suck.
0: No. During a learning process, that's okay. Oh, no, it's, it's for me. It, people, like, you always hear people start a podcast, and they're done by seven episodes because they find out it's a lot of work. <laughs> they realize you're doing a lot of work. You're, at the beginning, you're editing, you're putting up the, the titles, trying to find out what's your platform you're going to release it on. It's a lot of work. And they're like, man, I don't want to do this. And they get tired and after 7 to 10 episodes, maybe tw- they might get to 20, and then you then won't drop another episode ever again. For me, once I've got past 20, I was like, this is cake. Yeah. Alright, let's, let's do this. And now, I, as far as my audio, I'm at 100 and... I just released 160 episode 164. Yeah, I saw that. And then, right. as far as everything else with um the video aspect of it, because I started doing video last year, I've probably done 80 to 90 pre-recorded videos, and since, I think, August or September, I've been going live. So... It, it was wow. just. It's been a transition. It's been you just it started from, that. Yes, it's just been. A tra- it's been a transition from audio to video, pre-recorded video to doing a live show. Now Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays.
1: What made you want to do live?
0: The the audience interaction. I get to see questions. I get to see people come by and chat, and it's just it's just always a great experience. And I, I did that because I do a, a sports radio talk show with two of my friends i'm a, a co-host thursdays and fridays and so they have a live show and they have the interaction and and the chat going on and and the chat is great and i'm like man that's fun i, I enjoyed that aspect of the show it made me real it to me it's like it makes it their show as well because they get to interact because i have uh um, bs3 network which is my friend ben he's a great dude He hooks stop by, say what's up. Then I have other guys that stop by other, other podcasters who come by and, and sometimes people, I had a friend, I had, um, a guest on. She's a interior designer. And we just started, we had a great started having a great conversation. And a friend of mine, who's also a podcaster who everyone in her household, in her house, her kids, her husband are on the spectrum. Mm. And Mm. my guest, was was also on the spectrum and and sarah which is who's my friend went um do you do interior designs for for autistic kids and stuff like that and my guest was like not necessarily but she says i am autistic so maybe i do maybe the designs that i do do design (laughs) and they just connected and after that they became they exchanged information I think she's going to be a guest on Sarah, on Sarah, so I don't know if it happened yet. But later on that day, Sarah sent me a message, and she was like, thank you so much. I needed that episode. I had a rough day, and I needed that episode. I needed to hear that show, and it was great, and it was great interaction. And that's why I try to do my show, is for if, if I could help one person, yeah, I'm true. good. I feel so good when I when I get those messages. It feels so empowering because you're like, wow, I'm doing something great. I'm helping somebody. Somebody needed that message today.
1: That is the joy of teaching, giving people something they didn't have before. Yeah. Definitely. You mentioned sports. This also works for sports too. It's the difference between, I mean, look at the NFL nowadays. Everyone's freaking equal physically. All teams basically are equal. It's who practices better and who comes up with a better plan. Who does this stuff. In fact, I was just, I've got an alert set on my Google thing, whenever uh, deliberate practice comes up and Mike McDaniel of the Dolphins was talking about the deliberate practice that got their offense so good. Now the people who know, no, that's, believe me, that's what the Patriots been doing for the last 20 years. Is, is taking people who maybe didn't do so well somewhere else and then get, showing them how to learn and finding the game. You
0: would see them pick up players that were, were, Bailing it somewhere else. Oh and yeah! They come, and they come to to the Patriots, and then it's like somebody would get hurt, and they put somebody in, a, a, someone who's not highly regarded or whatever, and he becomes a Pro Bowler. That's
1: yeah. what the that's how much the brain is. The physical part is not as much as you think.
0: And then so, once they leave that system, they once they leave that system, and if that system isn't implemented where they go to, then they kind of regress to back.
1: That's why it's a little harder to teach these principles through athletic coaching than it is through the performing arts. In the performing arts, we we don't have that kind of budget. We can't go home and watch them practice. So, in the performing arts, we have to teach these things, send them home to do their work, and then get them back and then evaluate. So, eventually, the student learns to do it on on its own. There is no room for that kind of failure um, in sports. So, instead of sending people home to work, we just take you for three hours after school and have coaches standing over you the whole time but that doesn't internalize the process. So you don't know exactly what it is you did. They did your deliberate practice for you, which is fine. That's great. It'll still make you good. It's a good yeah. thing to take part in it, but getting it going, that's why performing arts are pretty good at doing this. And academics are the worst for learning to do this, oddly enough.
0: Well, because... Because uh, all you got to do it, is pass the test. It's tab. more the top. It, to me, it's more the topics. It's not what you're, you're not teaching...
1: You're not teaching. The goal of all learning is performance. Yeah, the goal absolutely. of going to basketball practice is to perform basketball on the court. The goal of, you know, learning to play the trumpet is to get out and give a trumpet recital and play. The goal of learning math in a math class is to pass a math test. that yeah. tests how much basic memory you have, which you have to have. You know, it's like saying, well, I want to drive a car. Well, let me give you a test. Do you know what a steering wheel is? No, you shouldn't get in a car yet. But that's not actually driving a car. Well, you don't have the base knowledge that you need. So the tests do serve that purpose, but it's not performance. And the goal of all learning, the goal of learning math is not really to pass a test. It's to be able to perform math when you need that type of math, whatever that situation would be.
0: Yeah, no, it is. And that's to to me, it's. You have to. We've been taught so different. It's more as. They're, pro, they're teaching us what they want us to learn. It's, to me, there's so much to learning.
1: Your content it's, is up to whoever. Let yeah. people figure that out. Let politicians figure that out. Let school boards figure that out. But whatever it is you're going to learn, let's have the learning. Pro- whatever it is you're going to learn, let's have... We can debate. People can talk. And I don't have a whole lot of feelings about that anyway. <laughs> That's fine. But do it this way. Yeah. And I'm always fond of saying... This exists across the whole entire spectrum. Not autism. I'm not talking about. Yeah. And I'm saying you could use it to feed the hungry of the world or to rob a bank. Okay. You'll get good at either of those things. You could use it for good or you could use it for evil. I just say please always use it for good.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, no. I, I agree. It's it's just the way we're, we're taught. It, it to me, it, there's different ways and stuff, but.
1: We're just not taught how to learn.
0: Yeah,
1: People think, oh, it'll take too much time. I'll have to, I'll have to, and I've, and I've gone to schools and talked to them about this stuff. Yes, you will be behind the first week. By the fourth week, you'll be so far ahead, it'll blow your mind. I mean, it's not even going to be a little. It's not going to be like a little difference. It's going to be like, oh my gosh, everyone in class got 98% or better on the test. How did this happen? And then after the investigation, because you will be investigated for inflating grades or for cheating or something. And when they check and check and check and check and can't find any of that, they're going to go, what did you do? (laughs) I learned how to teach. I started by getting them to memorize everything very easily. And then we built conversations upon that memory for critical thinking. And anyone can memorize as much of anything that they want to, at any time the human brain is amazing we're just yeah. terrible at getting it to memorize and
0: retrieve and but you you, you know what it is also you have you have to want to learn you have to want us you, motivation you to really, yeah so for me i didn't i, I wasn't in media i'm i'm a I table games dealer at a casino and oh. yeah but i've i've learned so much podcast and i've because I've learned how to edit video, edit audio, create as easy as it sounds, isn't yeah. it? No, it's not. It, <laughs> it's not. But I wanted to learn. So
1: right. what I, was your I, motivation, do you think? Like what was what was pushing you towards that?
0: Pushing me to what to learn?
1: Like what made you really want to cause I, I could put anything in front of you and you would say, Maybe I want to do this, maybe I want to do that, but for some reason you were really motivated to do the learning about video and editing and all that stuff.
0: Like Um, I just cause to me, if I if I was seriously wanting to do it, I needed um my quality to be the, the best. I needed I needed
1: that's it.
0: To me, it was people if people are going to give me something precious as their time, I wanted to give them best quality for me as possible. So the best quality is me learning and improving. There's two things, a commitment to
1: personal quality and a desire to reach an end goal. That, that's it. Very cool. No, keep talking. That's really cool.
0: No, it, that, that, that's, how, that's, how I, that's how I looked at it. It was like these people are, are spending hours with me. And, and listening to what I'm sharing with me and my guests and everything. So to me, I had to give them the best. I had to invest in a mic. I invested in a quality camera. I got me the Rodecaster Pro. It was me wanting to improve, making sure. Yes. And listen, any everybody, you know, if you want to start a podcast, anyone out there, you, you can start with your phone. Your phones, sometimes it's just, your phone is just as good quality. You don't have to go out and buy expensive equipment. I just chose to do that because that was my choice. I felt that this is what my audience deserved and this is what I wanted to invest in myself. So it just seemed right for me to do that, for me to want to learn that was to improve and, and invest in courses or, or speak to someone or, and networking because there's, mm-hmm. there's things I didn't know and, and, People know most people are right? happy
1: to help and give advice.
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah. you know, you'd be surprised if if, if you're not in the same space as either of us, the same headspace. You'd be surprised how much people with knowledge, how much most people with knowledge, would be
0: pleased to give you a little bit of help. And and that's and I'm the same way. If someone yeah. I know has a question and they need help with, and and I know the answer to it, I'm more than free to. I'm, hey, you got time to chat? Yeah. Listen. This is what I do. This is how it works for me. If it works, I'm I'm showing you the way. If it works for you if you or if you could look at it and see, hey, if, if I do it this way, it might work for me. Whatever it is. But I'm, I, I'll I pass on whatever I know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. It's interesting talking about the motivation. And for anyone out there listening, you say, oh, I'm not really, boy, I want to try podcasting. But I did. It was really hard, so I didn't like it. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean you didn't like it? You didn't learn how to do it. How do you know if you like it or not? You didn't do it. What you did is you quit before you could do it. There was a study, a guy named Barry Zimmerman got a bunch of, apparently in England, women don't really love to play darts. Apparently that's a man's thing in pubs, I guess. And so he went in and he took a a large group of women and split them into two groups and said, we're gonna play darts in the club. And one group got specific instructions to play, uh, how to do it and how to get better. They were reflecting, they were becoming better the other group was just left to have a good time and play darts. After a while, um, the people who were getting instructed instructed got better, of course, more than a little better. They kept getting better and better. And then when it was all over, they were asked, who would like to continue playing darts? Most of the people from the group that just randomly went in and threw darts had no interest whatsoever. Yet their counterparts... Okay, same interests, same sex, same, right? So, uh, they're supposed to be generally, you know, they do the best in the experiment to make sure everyone is as, is as similar as possible. In the other group, they really wanted to play more darts. It wasn't that they were meant to play darts or that they had a passion when they walked into the pub to play darts. It was when they got good at something, they got better. Now, imagine if we knew how to get good. And so if you're out there thinking about you want to start a podcast, first thing you do is talk to him because he's going to give you some good advice. I'm <laughs> quite serious about that. If you're, if you're hearing an opportunity like that, you take it. But the second thing is, is, as we spoke about earlier, you're going to suck for a while. That's the way it goes. You're going to make mistakes. Wait till you start. You will, if you reflect and you do stuff like that, you will, not maybe you will get better. It just probably won't happen on your timeline. I've been doing this for a week and I haven't gotten any better. What? No, who said it was gonna be a week? Maybe it's too, it's not gonna take a year, that's for sure, just to get good enough to, to be able to do some stuff. Yeah. And then the passion, just like the, the people playing darts, then once you start to have some facility, you can enjoy it and you'll continue wanting to learn more as you move forward. So that's the thing, you can actually create passion.
0: And so, and this is the reason I do the live. That you asked why I went live. It's, it's a reason like this, because uh two people it. like Tony who tune in and they go self-awareness and self-love. And Tony Tony's a, a great gentleman. He um he's a I met him he through the show and through a friend okay. of mine, Brandy, and he he does a podcast and he was having difficulties with uh the camera, his cameras and all that. And he sent me a message and, and I was more and I, me and him spoke. We spoke in two so through video and we sat down and spoke for hours and it was a great conversation. But at the same time, I was trying to help him with his equipment because he's like, I'm old. I'm not tech savvy. And I'm like, hey we, whatever, I'm willing to help. I love to help. And we had a great conversation and, and he's a great dude. But it, it's those, it's those moments where I, I'm, if I'm able to share my knowledge with someone and help them, it's it's feels great. I love it. It's a great that's feeling. The
1: to human it. experience, man. That's that's the way it should be. If we only everyone could be like that. But now we're say. gonna go somewhere we shouldn't go. So let's <laughs> let's talk about skill development.
0: <laughs> but it's, it's it's funny that you so you said something something earlier. Um, you said you're 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 meant for teaching. Like you're 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 meant for coaching. You have teacher in you. Yeah, I have teacher. You got in a that. lot of teacher in you. And it's something that I, I, I want, I'm leaning into, into going into coaching and stuff like that, because Perfect. I feel that's something I can excel at because of, of my life experiences and, and, and because of what I'm still learning now. So, and, and to me, I, when, when you teach, you also have to listen. Yeah. And if you, if you're able to listen, you can hear what, their issue is what their problem is and that's what a lot of people feel at is that they don't really listen to what the person is trying to say so if you're incapable of listening to like hey this is my issue this is what you can help you can teach and and i just felt i feel like this is the, that's that's the next step for me is it's going into teaching and coaching because i feel like, like i have so much to offer and and I feel like you have a lot people. to
1: offer but you understand the whole mistake learning process you will get better at it every day you should do it
0: thank you <laughs> thank you I appreciate that I Really do
1: i don't I, I don't lightly say those things I don't do false praise it's dangerous i don't do the pat on the back you're great to people when they're not when i say you've got the teaching <laughs> the, the teaching gene i guess <laughs> you would be good at that um yeah. And maybe not at first. And that's okay.
0: No, dude, I mean, and there's
1: so many, like in coaching, there's so many positions where you can just like walk on, right? Yeah. And, and like, okay, well, I'm not getting paid. So all I have to do is be better than completely awful. And, you know, and then from there, I mean, little by little, right, because because here's what happens when you adopt the learning principles that you clearly know a bunch about the things that I'm talking about. You will always get better at whatever it is you're doing, wherever you're at like this. And then people notice and you know what they're going to say. This guy's talented, <laughs> but but that's where it comes from. Then you'll get another opportunity. And you know what? It'll be a little above you and it'll be hard. And guess what? You'll make mistakes and you'll learn from them. And then you'll do the next one. And then someone the next step up is going to say, hey, you know, the the uh, the offensive coordinator is leaving. We need some. hey. This guy's been showing promise. Why? Because he does the work and learns from mistakes, but they won't notice that part. That part happens internally. And before you know it, you know, you're the coach of the Chicago Bears.
0: (laughs) Why the Chicago Bears?
1: I don't know because I'm from Chicago. Oh, they're horrible though. (laughs) I see you're from Pennsylvania.
0: How about the Eagles? They, they I'm not an Eagles guys. fan. I, I'm not an Eagles fan. I'm I'm a Giants fan. I'm, I'm, i I. Hey, good for you Eagles. this year. Good for you. Oh yes, I'm so happy. They they've it's, we've been bad for so long since the Super Bowl teams, but
1: yep, good oh, for yeah. you.
0: Yeah, they're they're, pretty, they're doing pretty good. And they again, sure are. you know what it is to me. Again, it's funny because it starts with the coaching. They they never really had. They ball, yeah. They will they will yes, that's the difference. They truly have a head coach now. The, to me, I really didn't like the other head coaches. Joe Judge, hey, no no disrespect to him, but he was
1: Yeah, I didn't special, like
0: him. he was a special teams coach. That's, that's come on. He 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 wasn't a head coach. And and Pat Sherman before that, and before that, Ben McAdoo. it, yep. it, was, it was just horrible. But now you actually have A GM in Joe Shane who knows what he he knows what he wants. He 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 bought in a a coach. He bought in a teacher because that's what Brian Dable is. Brian Dable is a teacher of men and the system. That's how important
1: learning is.
0: And and he implement. He uses what they do best. He uses like this. This is what he's gifted at. This is what he's. This is his talent. This is what he's best at. So why not coach him up in there and help him develop that even more and take that to another level? And that's yeah. what I feel. And that's yeah. what I feel he's done with his team.
1: And you add a Saquon to that and you got a team. Oh, yes. I love Saquon.
0: He's <laughs> been so hurt, happy too. He, for
1: that guy. I'm so I'm not a Giants fan. I did live in New York for five years when I was a kid. I'm not a Giants fan, but I'm so happy for Saquon. I thought his career was over.
0: Yeah, no, everybody did. Nobody thought he was gonna have the season he's having this year, leading the NFL and rushing. Really he's, happy for him. No, he, he's been injured the last three years. So,
1: yeah, I know. And he's just never been able to get it going. It looked like I've seen this before with running backs. I've seen this poor but, guy. Your heart just goes out to him, you know.
0: But it's CC, but you see, everything's, everything's in t- connected with as far as the teaching aspect of how you learn things. Well, yeah,
1: all you got to do is pick up that one block you would have missed by three inches. And saquon has got this much daylight. And that little thing in that little block with that lineman who might not have been in on that play, but they've all knew to put him in on that play, gives that extra three inches. And that's it. That's what learning does.
0: Yeah. But, oh, man, this is this is great, man. Look, this is why I love my podcast is, yes, we start off with some basic (laughs) questions to get you started. And you can talk what you talk, your, your, your magic and talk what you do. But then we also talk about other things, other interests, so that people can see that we're regular folks here. We're here. We just we we enjoy life. We, but you're teaching something that's very important, man. What you're doing out there right now is and teaching and helping people develop is is a skill. is something that people need to learn. Hey, out, you
1: know, if you're going to be successful at something, you're going to have to learn to do it well. I don't care yes. if it's stockbroker or janitor. I don't care what it is. Take your job seriously. Do it. And Here's the other thing that happens. I don't know if you've heard of the concept of flow. This idea when you start working on something and you think it's been 10 or 15 minutes and you look up and it's been an hour and you're like, man, I've been working hard. That some people call it being in the zone. That is an actual psychological state that a researcher named Mihai Chik sent me, spelled just like it sounds. Mihai Chik sent me. I, I don't know
0: how that's spelled. That even, that's even <laughs> I know, I'm speaking a
1: goofball. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculously spelled, it's hard. And, uh, but he decided he wanted to study that, devote his whole career to studying what that was. And he started to figure out. What this flow state is when you get into something and you're so dedicated to making it happen that you lose sense of of time and space and where you're at. And it's when you start to get that thing moving that you get totally into what you're doing and you make tons of progress. And that can happen at any level. It just, so wherever you want to do it, I want to become, boy, I'm I'm just starting out and whatever, I guess, you know, I, I'm, I'll just start out at the local whatever and get a job doing whatever, whatever I can walk in the door doing. But whatever that is, pay attention and reflect on everything. Oh, I'm a, a dammit and I'm a mop. But you know what? I noticed if I, I can get, I can use less water if I do this and the water stays clearer if I do. You start doing those sorts of things Not only are you going to get better, someone's going to notice at some point. Someone will notice. I don't care if your job is the lowest level job in a big corporation. Someone will notice. And then you'll get a little more opportunity. But you you can't say, I expect this to happen in a week. Just do it. Just reflect how to do every what happens is you create flow by doing that. It makes your job more fun, even if it's tedious.
0: Go ahead, it, man. It's funny because it's um, I was watching another podcast that I watched, and he had a guest, and the guest told him how he how he became a well-known DJ and all that, and and had the success he had. He says, "I you don't want to know how I started out? I would go with a friend of mine. He would he's DJing at at this radio station in Long Island." I would carry his crates and everything, and when I, but when I would get there, I noticed that he had to, everything, every time something happened, like if he had to, somebody was at the door, he would be, have the one to go to get the door. Off, so, or if he had, the phone rang, he had to be the one. I, and he he says, yo, one day I just asked him, I said, yo, um, what happened? Did you, the guy quit on you? The guy who says, nah, man, I don't have anybody to do that. He says, yo, I'll come in, and I'll do that for free. He says, I'll come do that for free. And... That way he got his foot in the door. So yeah, he started off just opening the door, answering phones. But at the same time, he's learning. He's listening, to seeing what the DJ does and all this other stuff. But he's there learning. But he's doing other things. But he got himself in the door so he can start learning. Yeah, and and, that, and I found that amazing. I was like, wow, that, that's like he knew he knew what he had to do to to get to where he wanted and. He like I have to get in that building so I can start learning the process and start doing. There's so a great
1: story about Emmett Smith, um, for you youngsters who don't know
0: the all-time leading rush in the NFL.
1: Yes, yeah, for a while was on uh, uh, just a force in football, which was the early '90s Cowboys, part of the triplets. Right? He now he knew he was going to have to have a life after football. I'm sure he didn't know like we all didn't know that he'd last that long a as long, a running yeah. back. That was amazing. Yeah, but, but uh. But anyway, he asked Jerry Jones, for those of you who don't know, that's the billionaire owner of the Cowboys. Uh, he said, can I come into your office and just sit and watch you answer and talk or answer the phone and talk on it for a couple hours? And he said, Emmett came in, sat down and just watched me for a couple of hours because he knew he would want to get into some area of business. You know, he's a trained athlete. He wasn't trained in business. And he wanted to see how someone who was very successful did it. And I thought that was awfully interesting for someone who's got enough money to go take a vacation anywhere he wants any given moment and who can walk out and be admired by everyone and have everyone buy him dinner. And yet he chose to go spend a couple of hours silent, watching a billionaire answer the phone and talk on it.
0: Sometimes people just know that. I I I know I don't know everything. So anytime I get the opportunity. That's why you're you're smart. (laughs) I, that's why anytime I get the opportunity to speak to someone and learn something new, it's like, all right, let's do this. Let's have this conversation, or just even just be able to to, to interact with someone and talk and and just put out great energy and just the the vibes in the conversation. Wow. It's just a fun time, and you know, like the time just blows. Like when I do this, sometimes I'm like, I'd be amazed that we we spoke, we've been speaking for over. 45 minutes flow. Sometimes I've, we've I've gone over an hour with some guests and then it's just mm-hmm. because we just having a great conversation it's just flowing naturally. And that's what
1: you sent me. I was talking about when you're yes. just
0: so involved
1: and I had something and you had something and I had something and it's just, and we keep going back and forth. It's very natural, but it's captivating. You, your mind just gets wrapped up in it. I know yeah. I am right now,
0: <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just, again, I, again, I love, I love interaction. This is why I do it. People leave the comments. He says, don't let you kid me. I drove him nuts. Just kidding. It was a genuine conversation, (laughs) priceless. And then um, my man, Brian Snow, who I do, that's the snow man in the morning. That's the show I do Thursdays and Fridays. Dream big, do bigger. And thank you. I appreciate that, Tony. I I really do. But I really, I do it because of the interaction. I love this. I know this is my homeboy. He's always coming through sharing love. So, I do it because I know I I just love doing it and to be able to just speak Absolutely. to people. And I just feel like I got so much to offer. I can help people with, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to. I'm, I'm gonna sure go. you've been
1: told this already, but it is fun to talk to you. That's why it's going by so quick. Yeah, it's a great I, skill to have. Whether whether it's just whether you've just always been that way or you've tried to develop it, whatever it is, that's a great skill to have.
0: It's it's learned. I think I, I've learned it throughout the years, just being. In, but I, I think since I've I've been a kid, I've always been curious and, and wanting to grow and learn and stuff like that. So yeah, it's me wanting to develop. I I, I, I think I I've, I I would say more into the early two thousands. Uh, my first wife, she um, she introduced me into into self development and mm-hmm. and and reading more books and and wanting to learn and grow and and applying things like not everything in the book is meant for you. That's how I feel. Sure. there's certain things that that I might resonate with me, and I'm like okay, and then I'll apply that and I'll start doing that and and using that because it just felt right to me. And so that's helped me learn and, and develop and grow. And, and if, when it's time for me to learn a certain lesson, I feel then when I'm prepared to receive that lesson, then I'll learn it. That's, that's just- me.
1: awesome. <laughs> that's awesome, man.
0: But co- uh, coach, man, it's been great talking to you. Now is that time where you get to plug away, man. You get the solo screen and you get to just promote and let people know where they can find you and, and check you out. Do deliberate
1: practice. That's what you should do. Um, my website is greggoodhart.com G R E G G G O O D H A R T.com. That's four G's and two names. I'm pretty convinced some poor sap somewhere doesn't have a G in his name because I took it. Like his people call him Rant, but his name should be Grant because I took all the G's. Um, on that, there's tons of free stuff there. My, as, as he said in the beginning, I'm a recovering high school music teacher. So, and I teach all instruments, even though I can't play them because it's the learning principles. So, there's a lot of stuff there uh, uh, for that. But there's also a section for athletics and there's a section for academics um, and how that stuff works there. And I finally have been convinced to write a whole book. Not, I've written a book about music and how to use this for music for general instruction. So, that will be the waiting list for that will be up on my website in the next day or two. Uh, but You can learn a lot there if you wanna learn about this stuff. And hey, if you've ever tried to play music, go get the free thing I've got there for learning music. Anything you're having trouble with, it'll blow your mind. And the same principles that are there, if you're having trouble, you want your routes to be crisper as a wide receiver, try it. You wanna pass your math test a little bit better and get better grades, try it. Because it works for everything and there's a lot of general stuff. There's a learn more section on my website which just goes into all the stuff generally, not any uh, domain or task specific. I think that's all I want to say about myself.
0: (laughs) Thank you, man. This has been great. I had a great time. Don't leave just yet. Uh, We're going to chat a little bit off the air, but um, it was great talking to you, man. It was great having you on the show.
1: Thank you. It was really great to be
0: here. This was fun. Thank you. All right. So now it is time for shout outs. (laughs) Big shout out to everybody in the chat, man. Ben, Tony, Brian Snow, um, Obime, everybody who's going to catch the recording later on today. This is this is great. I love it. Big shout out to uh, my Real Wise fam, Brandy J, Poppy J. Love you guys. Big shout out to the boss lady, Fina. Appreciate you, baby, and I love you. Big shout out to our guest, man. Greg Gut- Goodhart for coming through and, and just having a great conversation, man. I loved it. I loved it. And as always... A big, big shout out to all you essential workers out there. God bless y'all. Be safe. You know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out.